bum. Will I get into a position? Bum. You are now experiencing Fabian at his most vulnerable in his shortish shorts. These are my at-home shorts. I'll never be seen with these in public. These are some samples. These are some samples I got from this Asian lady I know. And um, uh, it's so funny because, like, when you buy uh, samples from, like, an Asian manufacturer, um, they come in, like, Asian sizes. So, like, what the fuck is a medium, you know? Like, a medium isn't just the me. Like, I got a medium and, like, they barely go past my nutsack. That's not a problem at home, but I'm not fucking doing Muay Thai all the time. But yeah, so these are my at-home shorts. Whatever. What's up, guys? This is day two, day two of the Staff Chronicles. This is, dude. Like I can't even fucking move. Like I've been on my couch like as if I was playing the longest game of the floor is lava. This is bullshit. Like going from someone being so fucking active. I guess, to, like, um, what I am now, it's kind of depressing, like, but I'm falling right back into it. Like, I'm already trying to, like, activate my World of Warcraft account and shit. I don't know what else to do. This podcast is saving me. I'm trying to do everything possible that isn't playing video games. Like, I'm even, you know what I started doing? I started watching 90 Day Fiance, and this might be the most toxic thing I've ever done. Because it's not even like, dude, like, I used to watch reality TV. I feel like good reality TV, that's, like, the best fucking thing ever. Like, how crazy was Jersey Shore? It fucking captured the world, right? Like, I remember being in um, being in high school and, like, just talking about every week that new Jersey Shore episode. Like, looking forward to, like, Wednesdays or whatever. Just because of that fucking show. And, like, going to school and just, like... Ron, <laughs> like just quoting shit from there like um, when when my my favorite moment is when um snooki and jay wow uh send that mysterious letter like that anonymous letter like we thought you should know that ron would kiss two waitresses at the fucking <laughs> that was so good it's actually funny my friend um my friend knows Ron. He's his first cousin. So they have like a bunch of pictures like at Christmas together and shit like that. And like he's making him Ron Ron juice during Christmas and Thanksgiving. I was so jealous. I was like, why can't they be my cousin? Why can't he be unstable with me? And like Sam. Sam was a smoke. <laughs> sort of. I don't know. I was kind of young. I don't think she's a smoke now. <laughs> she just looks like an average girl. That's so funny. And uh, now I'm watching 90 Day Fiance. This is probably way worse. Because this is so much more real. This is so much more reality. Like, it's these people who... Basically, the premise of 90 Day Fiance is like... Um, I guess the first 90 days of getting engaged to somebody or something or like like meeting someone over the internet i'm the worst at this oh my god all right my understanding of 90 day fiance is like it's these fucking people who meet online 
And like a lot of the times they're from different countries and stuff. And you know what? Vinny was actually talking about this on fucking um, on the last podcast. He was saying how Tinder is now like global. So like you might get 90 day fiance and you don't even know you got a bitch in Thailand who like has her distance uh, set to global. And then she's like hiding her location and suddenly you're in love with like some lady in fucking thailand and you got to fly her out for a k1 visa like i'm getting all these technical terms from this fucking show now it's crazy like and like it's it's so you know what's upsetting is like this show works in this day and age because of how like connected but alone we all are you know you can network with a bunch of people like around the world you have the potential to network with everybody in the world that's connected to the internet but then like nothing replaces that that socialization in person you know that chemistry in person and it's like these people are desperately grabbing at straws like whatever like socialization they can manifest from like a stranger because like they're not getting that romantic um that ro- those romantic feelings out the you know you, you can't do that with like your family or whatever it's a different kind of bond so i can see like like to me it's like you see these people who are like middle-aged and they're so desperate for this connection that they're willing to like just forego the basic rules of chemistry and like a relationship in order to uh, get that emotional and physical connection and like it's like and 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 it's it's like these older people who have just like some of them have had like bad luck at relationships but then you can see why they've had that bad luck a lot of the times like oh like they start talking about how they grew up. They're like, um, well, I was always a nerdy kid. So, like, I kind of overcompensated by becoming this, what I am now. And it's, like, a guy who, like, like obviously is so materialistic to cover up whatever deficiencies he has in his, like, personality and stuff. Like, a meek male. Like, he's meek. You know? He's meek mill. See, meek mill, what a horrible name. Because, like, meek isn't exactly a powerful word. Like, no wonder you got bitched by Nicki Minaj. Minaj is a strong word. That's three people. That's a strong. That's intimidating off the bat. I don't want to be in a menage, menage a trois. What if I'm the one? What if I'm the one slacking? What if I'm the weak link in the chain? That's too much pressure. I'm not a guy that does good under pressure. <laughs> um, but uh, so what the fuck was I saying? Uh, Nicki Minaj. <laughs> oh, let's backtrack. Nicki Minaj, Meek Mill. Okay, so this man is Meek. <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah, so this man is meek and like, you see him, uh, really with a a woman who's like out of his league and like that kind of shit. I feel like people who are grifters and scam artists, they smell that shit. They smell like, like sociopaths who just want to use you for shit. Like they smell that weakness in the water and like they smell, they, they can sense that you just want that connection and they'll bleed you dry for everything without blinking an eye because you don't give them that emotional um that same emotional reaction it's very interesting and and i i can see how like the people who are bleeding the other people dry are sort of like rationalizing it in their head they're like well i'm giving him this and this is kind of a service so he should be paying me for this like you're you're get like the the people who are like out of the other people's leagues like they're like giving them attention and they 
I figure that they think that they deserve something for it. As opposed to when you're in love with somebody or you really like bond with somebody, it's not, that doesn't cost you anything. You're both getting something out of it. But yeah, like damn, bro, it's fucking crazy. And and it's like these younger people who are like my age, like 26, 28, I'm fucking 28, I'm not 26, but like around like 25 to 30, like who are like just, I guess, not deemed attractive by society. And just end up having like a fucking, like a one year dry spell turns into a two year dry spell, turns into five years, turns into ten. Like once you're out of school, it's hard to socialize sometimes, especially for people who are not well, like socialized, who aren't, yeah, who don't are, who don't have like a good group of friends to go out with or who aren't social. Like in school, it kind of forces you to be social. You have to be around people. You're always around girls and stuff like that. But like in the real world, it's hard to... um get out there especially nowadays corona out in a second lockdown especially if you have staff if you have staff girls don't even want to fucking touch you dude it sucks i feel like i have leprosy i have this stupid fucking circle on my leg and this stupid staff thing that doesn't want to pop and i'm constantly putting antibacterial soap on it this sucks i mean whatever antibiotics uh, cream on it i don't know why i said antibacterial soap shut the fuck up um, but, uh, yeah, 90 day fiance got me in my feelings. I mean, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, damn, I kind of relate to these people. Cause like I could see myself going down this black hole of like loneliness. If like, say I had no family, no brother and who am I supposed to interact with? I'm, I'm a very social person. Like I'm a very social person, but you know, I, I like to do things on my own, like on my own time or whatever. But like I could see me if I was that fucking lonely oh my god dude like i wonder if i would try to like hook up with some fucking lady from ukraine that i've never met i love their accents you yeah like ukrainian girls like that's kind of like a turn on where like they just treat you like shit <laughs> like they're nagging you constantly and it's like how they're raised they're like oh you love me i love you sort of uh, today is a hard day to love uh president uh molotov cocktail uh have declared war on surrounding countries. So, um, do not have time for love. Love is weakness. And, like, you understand. You're like, yeah, love is weakness. And you're such a strong woman. Please fucking step on my balls with um, pointy heels. You know? <laughs> is that me? Is that the simp in me? Like, trying to grab... <laughs> the secret simp. You got to beat down that simp inside of you. I remember I remember having those podcasts with Simple Jeff. That was pretty funny. You got to you got to you got to kill your inner simp in order for you to be a a better and bigger man. Like it's not simping if it's a girl you love. It's not simping if you have like a real special relationship with this girl or like it's your baby mama or something like that or you're married or you know, like, there's a difference, there's a fine line, though, between um, being a fucking simp or, like, being a, a good boyfriend or a compromising significant other, like, there's a fine line, though. Like, it's crazy, I see this, here's a good, here's a good one, like, one of the guys on here has an ex, and uh, he's raising his ex's daughter, who's not his, like, it was his stepdaughter. And he broke up with his ex. And he's with this, like, fucking smoke show of a Colombian chick. 
and uh, the Colombian chick has problems with him seeing his ex and still raising that child. And I'm like, yes, I understand that 100%. Like, it's not him, it's not her being a simp, or like, it's like her trying to stop him from being a fucking simp. She's like, what are you doing raising this other dude's child with this lady that's your ex? Like, she's not putting out for you or anything, like... She's basically, like, from what I've seen on the show, the daughter's just asking her for money and stuff. <laughs> like, that's fucked up. But I don't know anything about the show. The show. I'm just so judgmental. I saw, like, 30 minutes of it. And then, like, there's this other girl. Like, I didn't know this was, like... It's crazy, like, seeing the logic behind this. But there's another girl who... She's 19. She converted to Islam. And she did it for, like, six months and then met a... Muslim dude on like Muz date and um it turns out he's like this 24 year old guy from like Lisbon or Syria and she converted and she's gonna go marry him over there in the middle of a civil war and she's like it's so funny like her brother they do an aside cause it's a document or reality TV and they're like interviewing him and he's like you know what this is kind of common for her like she does things and like all of her plans just sort of crash and burn she's like first it was uh she was gonna be a vegan or a vegetarian and like every night she would just come and sneak food into her room like fried chicken and stuff like that and she, and he's like and now she's muslim and i think this is her the craziest thing she's ever done <laughs> and like her whole family they're all from ohio she's like they're like, this is kind of nuts. You never met this guy. He's never kissed a girl. And you're going to just go out there and marry him and live in Syria. And she's like, yeah, you don't get it. It's the culture. And yeah, I mean, you can be understanding. That is a different culture. But like, I don't know. Like, it's a different culture for like a reason. I, guess. I mean, if you can see your way past it, I mean, more power to you, but it's so hard it's not impossible but it's it's definitely harder to connect with somebody else from like such a rigid culture and stuff like that and that's why america is so great is like those barriers from your culture kind of get torn down and you just have to accept the people around you like that's why america is so beautiful it's such a great melting pot so is jujitsu like take for example gay mike he's like one of the best examples of like jujitsu of of like accepting the people around you Take me, for example, too. I'm like a piece of shit. And like over there, everybody treats me great because I just have a good work ethic. And um, I do do stupid things in my regular life. But, you know, this unending like support, this unconditional support is amazing. You know, like I feel like a soldier for uh, Team Sarah BJJ and the East Coast in general like I feel like I'm I'm in there I'm in the annals of history of jiu-jitsu I just have to make a bigger name for myself I'm I'm already training every day I'm 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 within the cultural movements of jiu-jitsu I'm studying along with some of the best in the world so why not like um why not make a name for myself or whatever why not consider myself a part of history it's crazy but um I just see these people and a lot of them it seems like they don't have a passion or a hobby and like they're just so concerned with love and like getting their lives started when it doesn't seem like the universe's plan for you is to do that. Like what's the universe got planned for you? I don't know. And look at me like 
here I am sitting with staff for the second or third fucking day and like not able to do shit. I mean, I'm editing some of my stuff. I'm doing the podcast still. I've got ideas, but like, you know, some things you just have to accept. I hope I don't lose my fucking leg. I would be so mad. I'll be so fucking mad if I lost my leg. Like, I swear to God, I would go into like the 125 pound divisions and just fucking ragdoll all of you. Like, I would be that guy who's like so fucking jacked or whatever. And like, I got to go up against people who are like five foot. I'll identify as a girl if I have to, just so that I fucking win everything. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to throw you. I'm going to have one leg and I'm still going to fucking throw you because I'm going to outweigh you so much. The rest of my body, I'm going to have like the body parts of a 160 pound man. I'm just missing a leg so I don't have the weight. I'm making one, like 144, uh, 80 CC, like 144 pounds at 80 CC, like no fucking problem. (laughs) That's like the only good part I think about fucking losing a leg, but like I'll be so fucking mad. I'll be so gay. I saw a guy once with no feet. He looks like he has two uncircumcised penises for legs. He's pretty cool, though. But he's just, like, stomping around with the bot. Like, his feet are hooves. They're literally hooves because they're flat, and, like, there's no foot at the end of them. It's just cut off, like, right above the ankle. So it's too stomp. Like, he's just stamping. Like, I guarantee, like, a tracker would have such a hard time. Like, an Indian tracker, like, a Native American tracker, like, ear to the ground, like, it looks as though the buffalo have roamed through here. And it's like, no, it's not. It's fucking Peggy, the peg leg man. And it's the legend of Peggy. Peggy on the plains, you know? And it's like this one fucking jujitsu peg leg man who lives in the in the prairies. Just goes around leg locking a bunch of Native American people. He's like, <laughs> oh, the great white Peggy has roamed through this area. We must, uh, we must stand and, uh, and <laughs> make sure not to walk into his fucking guard. Like, I was pretty cool. I, he helped me warm up at, uh, High Rollers. It was such a, uh, that's such a fucking weird story to have, is, like, going to High Rollers, getting, like, the highest you've ever been, basically, and then, like, having a guy with no feet in the tournament along with you and like him and you just become good friends and like help each other warm up and shit like i'm sure you wouldn't care if i was talking about him like he's so fucking cool like what a great attitude he the other day he takes a picture of uh him in underwear and uh like craig jones's leopard print type and he's like when you ask for craig jones and then and then it's like a picture of craig jones and then it's a picture of him and it's like when your mom says you've got Craig Jones at home, and it's like the Craig Jones at home is him. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. doesn't lend itself to a visual medium, really, but pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to try to put out a podcast, like, every day while I'm here at home. That way I feel like I'm doing something, um something productive maybe i'll strike on some gold like maybe i'll hit some gold i gotta start this patreon dog not really into like begging for money but a patreon would be a good way to make some fucking money and there's a lot of these episodes i just don't want to edit and they're so fucking funny but i cannot put them on like regular social media because somebody will find out and crucify me 
It's not like I'm trying to be a big star or anything. Like I just want to be in the niche of our community. It would be nice to like be able to move the needle forward on like progress in our community. I would definitely want to do that. I would want to be like the be able to be pointed out like, oh, this guy really helped uh, the sport of jiu-jitsu. And I think that comes with like doing these seminars and keep competing and involving the art. So I'm just doing my part, homies. Um, I was on a podcast the other day with uh, Manimal in the Manimal Zone. That was pretty cool. Uh, we went off. I was like talking about my origin story basically because he took me in and he... um. He was, like, the first person to expose me to jujitsu. You know what's so funny? There was a fucking asshole over there. And he's an asshole, dude. All right? When I met him, he's an asshole. And online, still an asshole. But whatever. Like, we're still, like, friends, I guess. He Anyway, he knows exactly who he is. Like, I don't even think I should say his name. I always end up saying the fucking name. Anyway, he's this dude and, like, big judo guy or whatever. And he was, like, a purple belt. He's one of those always purple belts. Like, fuck you, bro. Like, how the fuck do you find the art and then just quit? And then keep posting about it. And then keep, like, uh, I don't know, dude. Like, it was a part of your life. I get it. But, like, why do you keep, like, I don't know. It's, like, just virtue signaling or just signaling in general that you know martial arts, like, oh, I wouldn't do it like that, or, like, giving technique critique and stuff like that, basing your whole business around being um, being something that you used to be, whatever. Like, if like imagine I fucking did, like, an EMT podcast. Like, that's not me, dude. That's not me. Like, if you're just going to be a thing, be the thing. Don't, like, niche it up because, like, you used to be a thing. I don't know. That shit was pissing me off. Anyway, he was an asshole. He was always mean to me. And, like, I could see him, like, look down on me, sort of. So I never really took to jiu-jitsu, really, because just his presence, like, kind of annoyed me. And it's funny now, because, like, I'm all, I was always inviting him to train, especially after I got my purple belt. I was like, yo, come. Come train. You want to train when I didn't know shit, right? Like, now I know stuff. Now you've quit for, like, five years. Like, let's see what's up. Like, but, yeah, you know those types of people. They don't want to train. They just want to post about it. And, like, be like, oh, no, no, no. Or, like, critique you at the moment they see fit. Like, at, at, at the the next chance they get to, like, critique you, they'll do it. There's people like that all the time. Like, whenever I make a mistake, the funniest thing is, whenever you make a mistake online, like, whether it's a story, like, you post to your Instagram, it's always going to be those people who, like, never fucking talk to you, who want to come out of nowhere and fucking correct you. You know, I, I forgot when I found that out, but it was like, I made some dumb shit mistake where it was just like a spelling mistake or something. And like people that I haven't talked to since fucking high school want to like hit me with the word and the star. Like, fuck you, dude. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> you want to come correct me? Like you're better off just shutting the fuck up. Like now I know that you're dead ass reading everything that I do. And like, it's just, it just takes a certain type of person to not say anything not react to anything watch all your shit and then literally just want to correct you for something you did whether you post an article or something like that with a minor incorrect it's just people who are looking like contrarians nothing i hate fucking more than a contrarian where it's like 
you don't you're not interesting enough where like to have your own opinions it's just you have to talk shit about every opinion that you hear and it's not even like you're a good fucking arguer it's like you just want to say like the 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 regular key points that everyone else says not even nuanced arguments as to why you're being this sort of way like it's just so annoying i was never that type of guy i I feel like i've had my beliefs and i've stuck to them whether they're stupid or misogynistic or what like I've stuck to them, and the only way I'm going to change is, like, through um, logic and reasoning and stuff like that. Like, I feel like I'm I'm good enough, I'm self-aware enough where all the things that I've learned from the past, from, like, you know, from when I was younger and stupider and all these, like, bad habits that I've developed, I'm old enough that if someone comes to me in the right manner and talks to me about them and they're like, yo, this is a bad habit. I'm old enough to acknowledge that and then work on that. As opposed to when I was younger, it was like the, the end all be all. And like, that's what's growing up, you know, fuck. I'm not just going to be a contrarian. It's so crazy. Like the COVID nowadays, like we're in the second lockdown, right? And it's, it's so fucking funny how like the people in the beginning who were like, so, um, who were so, like, anti-going out, anti-gatherings, and, like, so scared of, like, oh, my God, we don't let this fucking person train with us because they're doing this, they're doing that. Like, they're not staying home or whatever the fuck. Like, those are the motherfuckers that ended up getting COVID now. Like, it's been long enough where they got COVID. And it's so funny because there's people like me, like, I'm sorry, like, hold on, let me fucking knock on some wood real quick. Like, yo, dude, you get some more knocks. Okay, good. <laughs> but it's like, you know, like people like me who like, I fucking went to Texas. I mean, Texas. I went to fucking Florida. I traveled. I did seminars. I've been training the whole fucking time. I haven't gotten COVID yet. But you got motherfuckers who stay in New York and they still got COVID. New York, isolating, doing nothing. And they still got COVID and they were virtue signaling all throughout the beginning. Like, who the fuck is out there? getting haircuts why do you need to get a haircut nobody's even fucking going out like blah 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 and dude like i mean i can understand in the beginning like the first month two months where we didn't know shit about this all the cases are rising you know like people are dying like 600 fucking people a day in new york you got the bodies piling up in outdoor trailers because there's no rooms in the morgues or the mortuaries or whatever in the in the fucking hospital like i get that but now, <laughs> now, now are you still virtue signaling? I hope people realize like how dumb they look sometimes. Like even me, like I was, I bought into that media so much. I'm so glad that like I can grow and I can acknowledge like I can't believe the media like I used to. Like I was, I was really like, I would say blinded by that. But I mean, you learn, you live and you learn. It's not like I'm fucking all trumped out of my mind or whatever, like all Bidened out, Kamala'd out. It's just you. There's nuance. I'm not a contrarian. There's nuance to everything. I feel like I'm a fucking centrist now. I never would have thought that. Like, what the fuck? Like, who am I to get political? But it's like, it's shoved into your face every day. And unless you're making your own research, you're 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 like <coughs> looking up news for yourself. Like, you're just gonna get fed some bullshit. A hundred percent of the time. Like, it's crazy seeing my mom's narrative on all this. And then seeing her actions. Like, uh, she's still got to work, so she still works. But, like, it's crazy. Like, the government's not helping us. 
The government's not helping us no more. I'm not. I'm not getting fucking unemployment. My mom's got to work. Right now, I got staff. I would love some unemployment right now. I can't fucking walk. But yeah. And I don't know, man. Maybe I should just be a politician. Maybe I should run. Maybe I should run. Ask not what your country could do for jujitsu, but ask what jujitsu can do for your country. And I'll run on like a. I'll be like, um, no white belts at open mat. And, like, blue belt females are not allowed to talk to purple belt instructors. That's the number one... That's the number one thing <laughs> that'll fuck up your academy. Is these damn fucking purple belts. You gotta keep them under lock and key. Like, that's so funny. That's such a stigma in jiu-jitsu. You know, oh, man. I gotta do, like, a more in-depth... I gotta read this fucking article. I, I read it, like, two times already, but... Katie... Messy Katie, you did a great job on that blog post. It was I asked her to write a um a like a dissertation, no, like a fucking blog post about um morals in jujitsu and like moral behavior during the coronavirus and jujitsu. Like it's hard to be one of those kinds of like virtue signaling types, especially when there's a pandemic going on, and then still try to train martial arts. This isn't a socially distanced sport if you want to do it right, you know, like. You need to be in contact with those you train with. You you need to feel that um, immediate like feedback of whether the technique works or not. And uh, she was just uh, exploring the points of like, hey, how am I supposed to be a moral person talking about everyone stay home and shit like that when I'm out here training with sometimes people I don't even know because it's up to my instructor, or the, the gym owner to really enforce these rules. I'm just a student. I kind of vote with my money. I kind of uh, determine who uh, closes or opens by dictating that with my money. But like, also, um, I'm kind of locked into a contract, and uh, I have this emotional bond with the people I train with. Like, I don't just want to see these people go up in flames. So, you're kind of locked into a moral obligation with them. And let's say, okay, like let's say the fighter. Let's say a fighter. You know, he's like a misogynist. He beats women and stuff like that. But that dude's on your team, and he shows up to class. And you gotta train with him, and you're like adding to his life. You're adding to his, uh, you're you're giving him value in his life. When whereas outside of jujitsu or martial arts, you would never be interacting with that type of person, just from like you knowing how he is. But it's like you're kind of locked into that when you do martial arts. There's so much expected of you through loyalty and stuff like that, and not team changing. I think that's dying down as um. As time's going on, oh my god, this is another out of breath podcast. I feel so fucking fat. Maybe I should just do podcasts standing up the whole time, like fucking stand up. But um, yeah. So, I mean, these these guys, some of them are scumbags. Like, this sport isn't like a really like it's an okay ego killer filter, but some of those assholes do get through, and like especially the people who like experience like an ego death and they get a bigger ego that's even worse than before like i could see that happening the kind of confidence you get from training and going full clip with people all the time it kind of makes you you kind of measure yourself 
with other people subconsciously. Like, the moment I walk into a room, I'm like, yeah, I could probably fuck that guy up. And it's not something that I would do before. That's never something I would do before. I would never, like, give an ocular pat down to somebody who I've never met because I just didn't assess them like that. But now that my life is, like, combat-oriented, I always see that I'm like, what is this guy capable of? Like, if I was him, how would I fight? If I had to fight him, how would I fight? And, like, all this happens in the blink of an eye. And then, like, you shake their hand and you assess their grip. And you're like, wow, like, this guy's got a strong grip. Or this guy's got, like, a pussy grip. Like, I could definitely arm drag and take this guy's back. Like, oh, my God, if this guy gets on top, I'm probably going to get fucked over by side control pressure. Like, just stuff like that. And then, especially being a bouncer, the tiniest bouncer. I'm the tiniest bouncer. Um, I was always doing like ocular pat downs. I was like, oh, this motherfucker is going to give me a problem if he pops off. Let me get like friendly with him. Let me be cool with him real quick. But yeah. Mm, yeah, jujitsu jiu could change you for the better or it could change you for the worse. Martial arts could change you for the better or it could change you for the worse. It's like... It's like, use, you know, that power. Power corrupts, man absolute power corrupts absolutely but this is a power dude martial arts is a power and you got to use it the right way i feel like uh the best thing the easiest way to do it the easiest way to do the right thing in martial arts is just seriously like giving back to the community and those around you but then like i said that moral uh, that moral dilemma of like what if he's an asshole so kind of like dedicate more of your time to the people who aren't fucking assholes and I think your gym and your sport will get further, you know? Um, I'm stretching a lot because I don't know what the fuck to say. It's hard, man. It's hard just being home all day. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm just, it, like, there's some, like, I'll sit down for, like, 30 minutes and my leg will start th- stop throbbing. And then I'll get to do some work on the computer for, like, 20 minutes. And then I have to come back down here and, like, rest. Because, I don't know. Like, sitting on this couch uh, regenerates me. It just makes my legs stop throbbing. It feels like I have a heartbeat in there. And I already said the last podcast how I go down that fucking rabbit hole of, like, oh, my God, this guy's staff is so bad. They had to, like, cut off his fucking leg or, like, open his fucking kneecap. Like, I'm just spooking myself out with that type of shit. But whatever. Hoping to get back into training soon. I don't want to pull out of an enigma. So I hope I get back to training as soon as possible. I mean, I'm supposed to go in Monday. I mean, Tuesday and get this shit popped. Today's today's Monday because it's like 12 a.m. But, um, I mean, hopefully that works out. My leg's still warm. I don't have a fever. I should be all right, guys. But, uh, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I just miss training. I feel like I was... Um, I feel like I was really hitting a stride. I was wrestling a lot. I was getting a lot more experience on the feet. I'll get back to it as soon as possible. I mean, you had Game Mike fucking break his arm and then come into train like a week later. So, like, this isn't shit, you know? Hopefully my body recovers 100% and I'm, I could just put this in the rear view. But you know what? Like, how am I going to prevent this from happening again? What is the causes of this? Is is it soap? I'm so diligent about washing my body after training every day, after every practice. You know, like it's it's. I'm so diligent about it, especially since I had um. 
since I had staff the last time. It just seems impossible. Like, I just seem prone to it. Maybe I have to do a better job of spotting it earlier because I had a suspicion it might have been um, staff, but I, I, I mean, I've had pimples on my legs before and it didn't seem like that big of a deal, but I think I should take it way more seriously. And now I'm more familiar with what the pain may feel like as opposed to the pain of a pimple, like the pain of a staph infection. I'm I'm very much more familiar of what it feels like. Like I'm I'm so this is crazy. And I feel like it did get wor it does get worse with like activity and stuff. And it is getting better by me just fucking sitting here and doing anything, but this is the most torturous thing I could do for myself. This is not good for my mental health or my weight. I'm so fat. I feel like I'm hundred and seventy pounds already. Whatever. But, um, just a little more time, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll get high and fucking do another podcast, but I'm going to peace out now. I hope you guys enjoyed this and my short little shorts. Um, they were fucking riding up the whole time. You probably saw my nutsack, but it's cool. And I hope you enjoyed this, guys. Peace. Done. Done.